Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. Hey, John. Hey, Andrew. What are we talking about today? I think going back to you know personalization, customers are really, really used to this by now. You think about Netflix and Amazon. And you can tier your packages on different services. You know, you can... They know about you. And think about it this way. Almost every subscription service that's out there right now has a free, a middle, and a premium. And I think that tells us a lot about the current consumer. And just about the methodology in general, which is the idea of attracting, converting, and nurturing and promoting, right? And if you have those three tiers of free, mid-grade, and premium, it does that naturally because you get them interested with the free Oh, well, I'm going to upgrade to have this feature. Oh, man, I need a premium feature to do that. And Yeah, and I think a lot of times people, when I start talking about companies like Netflix and Amazon and personalization, it's overwhelming. So they're like, well, that's great for big, giant companies like them, but we can't do that. I don't have that kind of tech or money. But I don't got that kind of tech budget. Or even think that they can do it at all because they think, well, I don't have some website that automatically makes product recommendations. You don't have to. That's your salesperson's job. Your salesperson's job is to provide personalized recommendations, right? Not just here's the 50 things we offer, but here's what I think would be good for you based on the things that you've said or done on our existing website. So what's interesting here, I keep finding this trend over and over again. Technology has taken the place of people as far as completing tasks, but now people need to step back in to add the personalized touch so people feel like people are talking to them again. Now you still have to have the personalization, right? And that still requires a person, personalization, person. Person is in the word personalization. That's a good one. Put that on a shirt. One size does not fit all for the modern buyer. Oh, no. They expect you to know who they are and provide value for... Yeah, for their journey. That's right. I mean, marketing obviously has accounted for the change in the modern buyer and it's updated its efforts accordingly, right? So it means what we're doing as marketing people and salespeople again, has to evolve, right? Well, yeah, you think about it. The first person that ever did marketing and coined that as a term, they were paving the way. And everybody after that has taken what they've done. And it, yes, it has evolved. So, okay, we're talking about all this. And it's like, well, what do we do? What do we do as businesses, right? 2006 is kind of really when the inception of the inbound marketing methodology kind of took root. And that really helped marketers create and deliver content that really appealed precisely to the right people, kind of in the right places at the right time. So you think about like retargeting ads. That's a great example of inbound marketology at work, right? Or methodology at work. You go to a website, you read something about something, and the next thing you know, you're being followed around with ads that recommend similar needs. That was personalized marketing based on something you were searching. That makes sense too, because things people search for are probably the things that they want to buy. That's right. And it makes marketing more relevant. The difference between me going down the highway and seeing a billboard and me being served up an ad that is based on something I've done, another behavior of mine is personalization. Only one of probably a hundred people that drive past that billboard, it's going to apply to. You know, I go down Highway 6 here in Texas, which goes between, you know, Houston College Station, right from 290 all the way down to Alvin. And whenever I'm on that road, there's six or seven billboards for Rolexes. Okay. Would I like to have a Rolex at some point? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I don't care that much, but it's cool. But I looked up the price of a starting level Rolex and it is out of the budget for me at the starting price of twelve to $20,000, right? So 
for some Aggie land, you know, drivers, that probably is very applicable. But to me, it's not, right? Let's say that I'm doing some, you know, watch research online, best watch that's waterproof, best watch that looks budget, you know, budget friendly, best watch that is good with a suit. And somebody like Fossil starts serving up ads to me. That is a personalized experience because they offer a product that's within my budget. That has the look that you're looking for, that has some sophistication to it. Yeah. I can't afford a Rolex, you know? It goes back to that statistic we started with. That search turned into a better conversion value than that traditional media because it's not personalized. You can also get more information from a search. Way more. You know, you start to think about the fact that it's kind of creepy, but with cache and pixels and all these things that live on the back end of a website, there is a profile of you and your behavior online. I think there's a website. I can't remember it. If we can find it, we'll throw it in the uh, the show notes. But there's a website that you can actually go to that shows you every single thing that Facebook knows about you based on things that you've done online. And it's the profile in which that advertisers use to be able to advertise different recommendations and products to you. You can turn that off, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Every time you uh, download an app on your phone, it asks you if you were agreeing to those things. Yeah. So it's pretty wild just how much personalization plays into the modern sales journey. And again, I, I know we're talking about it a lot of it digitally, but it applies to your in-house sales reps, your external sales reps. When they go out and talk to someone, they should better off be knowing what that person needs and how to personalize that experience, right? And a lot of times that starts with a discovery call, a discovery meeting. How can we get to know what you need? How can we get to know who you are and what you're looking for and what your pain points and challenges are? I mean, there's a huge fundamental shift from those outbound marketing efforts. But obviously, it's proven to be an extremely effective way to turn strangers into customers and promoters. And at the end of the day, it's 100% catered to the modern buyer. So I think we should talk about current sales team's efforts for a second, right? Because if they're still cold calling and leaving cold voicemails, I'm not saying it doesn't work prospecting has changed, right? Think about it. Fewer people have landline phones at their desks, right? It's not as relevant as your mobile phone. Every phone now has a caller ID. What do you think that means? Well, and you think about that too. When they were cold calling starting back in the 50s and all that, they were calling someone who was sitting stationary, had their full undivided attention, and didn't have massive amounts of media all around them. Today, a sales call, you may be calling someone who's standing in a shopping mall. You're not going to be able to compete with that because they can walk into the store right there, most likely, and buy the same thing. At that point, too, there wasn't even a lot of caller IDs yet. So I didn't know to hang up. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So you didn't know. But think about it now. Your phone will literally say, my cell phone will say, spam. And what do I do? I reject it. I don't even answer it. That doesn't mean people won't slip through the cracks. But the system's getting smarter and smarter. And it's like, if you want to have effective closes, then you've got to make a transition. You've got to evolve into what sales... You've got to get to where people are. Yeah, if you're still relying on mass emails, it is the, always the funniest thing to people to me when people come to me and say, we've got this list of 50,000 emails and we plan on just blasting them. And it's like, that's dumb. Yeah, it's probably not going to work unless there are 50,000 people that are extremely interested in what you do. That's right. Because you are shooting in the dark. I mean, you were completely shooting in the dark. Because, yeah, how did you get those emails? Is it from some kind of sign up somewhere? Like, Yeah. If you think about it too, like I can speak to me personally, but I know that my inbox is filled with tons of that kind of email content and I delete it without ever opening it. Let's say sales, like this is a big 
bold statement, but I think sales teams can't afford to not adopt the inbound methodology. Because if you continue to do that, it might be working still now. And it may still work, but I think you're spending way more time than you should be. And probably money. Trying to generate leads when targeted leads would be just more efficient and cost effective. Yeah. I mean, for example, podcasting. One of the podcasts we do here is where we bring in small business owners to tell their stories. And a byproduct of that podcast is that business owners are coming in and telling us their stories. And what does that mean? We make relationships with business owners who are telling us their challenges, their struggles, which sometimes leads to opportunities where we can serve them in a way that goes beyond our free resource, which is our podcast. And so the idea is that is a personalized approach. Not only did we provide value-added content by helping them promote their business and be on our platform, but we also got to know them and build rapport. Yeah, Andrew, for sure. Podcasting is definitely opening doors for our business, so I know it can for other businesses out there as well. But we're nearing that 10 minutes, so I guess it's time to say subscribe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.